What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today! Forever Dog So, before we start this wonderful episode, I want to give everyone a brief history on the lives that Hollywood and the American public gives to people of color. So, we think about inaccuracies when it comes to culture. We live in this thing where it's like, oh, let's take license for how we give history. What do they call it, Bray? Mm-hmm. You're a very smart man. Was it uh, uh, revisionist? Uh, create, create. Oh, revisionist, revisionist history. history. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's say, hey, <laughs> we have a movie and we talk about, you know, maybe, maybe this wonderful black woman who's smart enough to save astronauts, right? Wouldn't it be great if a white dude came and knocked down the bathroom so she can go to the bathroom like everybody else? Well, yeah, because, but, but, you know, Nigga, people, that didn't no, but people wouldn't watch, you know, like people wouldn't believe. They wouldn't believe she just. They wouldn't believe that she didn't she have just, enough struggle. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. know what else? It's like, you know what? I bet you, I bet you it is true that this black woman who technically helped save a white astronaut to get them back down to earth, of course they would have her in the room with all the rest of the astronauts that who she proved she's smarter than and then have to watch it in the back with the rest of the black women. Yeah. There was a white dude like Kevin Costner was like, come in here, black woman. Watch the beautiful work you did because that's what happened. They yeah. didn't send her in the back. What? No, nigga, they sent her in the back. <laughs> okay. All right. Why are we talking about Let me tell you why we talking about this. I don't even remember this. that part. They left, they, oh, oh, at they the locked end of the her out, but then they brought her in. At the end of the movie, at the end of the movie, when like, the astronauts are making their way back. Yes, All I of a sudden, she's walking to the door, and Kevin Costner like peeks in, and he's like, "Oh, let me let me get her in here. She did a good job." And invites her in to see it. Yeah, that ain't happened to her. You know why I'm bringing this up, Bray? Yeah, why? <laughs> because we're about to do a movie that I said I did not want to do. We're about to do a movie. Yeah, yeah. That literally, and this is the bad part about this movie. We, we try not to it. do it for a long oh, time. All of my white friends love this movie. Friends, I, I mean, talking about like genuine friends. James was there when I had my best friend was like, I didn't even think yeah. it was that bad. And I'm yeah. not even faulting him. Him and the white dude with him. Yeah. Who is also a, a movie writer. Yeah. Who is writing a movie right now. My point about this is, is that before we get into this movie, people need to understand that in Hollywood, just like in American history, we change things. Americans change things. And I believe it happens so that white men don't look bad. All right. And I'm not saying, I'm not, again, I'm not saying everyone's bad. But at this point, this movie is a lie. My thing is at this point, the black man's family said, hey, this movie is a symphony of lies. You know how beautiful that sounds? A symphony of lies. They didn't just say they were some bullshit. They said, you know what? Not only is this some perfect lies, but y'all made it sound so beautiful. That's a symphony of lies. You know what I mean? We already talked about The Help. The Help is a movie where the white woman didn't even even know her mate. Didn't even know her mate. Interviewed another mate. And then just made up some bullshit. (laughs) Literally, she sat there like, oh, this shit sounds right. Just made up some bullshit. My point, driving Miss Daisy. You know what happens to Miss Daisy? She learns about her driver, her chauffeur. Yeah. She learns about what he's going through. But wait, but those two movies, those aren't based on a true story though, right? The, the, the Help is supposed to be based on this woman's is life? It supposed, no, it's just based on the book. And then the book wasn't based on a true story, right? Bro, I bet. Right? No, no, I mean, somebody wrote that book. Yeah, it's supposed to be based on like her childhood and shit. But ba- but the book is based on a... I didn't even... No, no, I wasn't but even the, watching. I mean, you're, you're right that it's not... 
I'm based just trying to find it. a seed. It's based on some bullshit. It's <laughs> based a seed of happiness. Something help, we can hold on to. The Help, you're right, was a fictional was book. Was a fictional book. Like, it was already bullshit. Like, it was bullshit from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bullshit, okay, okay, and then it made it a, even more bullshit. I got a, I got a better bullshit one the for you. The Help was a fictional I got book. a better bullshit one for you. Uh, okay. Two of them, to be exact. Sports movies. Okay. 42. Race. Don't do this. 42 Race. Oh, Think God. about both of those movies. We've already covered no, this. But Remember my, the Titans but, but also. Want, before we get into this movie, uh-huh. Bray, my point is I want people to understand how we got to this most <laughs> fucked up movie of all time. Right. We're doing all this right? in the cold. Oh, I'm, fuck it. We in it. <laughs> people wanted us to review this shit. We in it. All right. What's we watched name was the, like that too. Uh, Men of Honor was like oh, that too. Oh, nigga, they made up a dude. <laughs> they made up a dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Literally, they made up a white dude mm-hmm. to be like, hey, black man, take one step. Mm-hmm. Take another step, nigga. That's what they did. Yeah, they did. Literally, I'm watching 40. I watched 42, 42 again. Right? Like, like, take that. another step. Like, come on. If they, if, if the reality <laughs> is that they actually made him walk in that heavy ass <laughs> suit, there's a lot of these movies, right? And then they put him in there to make him <laughs> to give him hope as he okay. was doing. That. Radio is kind of one two in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, radio two. Um, and honestly, as much as I still do actually love this movie. The more I think about this, the more I am like, Remember the Titans is this type of movie. Remember the Titans, yeah. See, my thing about Remember the Titans, though, is that the difference to me was, is is that you had, you had weight on Denzel's character because he needed, I mean, again, I I think because of Denzel. Yeah, yeah. No, 100%. 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100
the most racist Italian stereotype <laughs> voice this whole episode. And just know I'm 25% Italian, so it's okay. <laughs> I know Italian people. Oh, my God. Um, my name is Jonathan Braylock. I'm an angry black man. <laughs> no, no. Legit, I'm sorry. I legit just Googled, <laughs> green, like, Green Book, the actual Green Book, the Negro Travel Guy, and I'm like... The fact that they named this movie Green Book based on the Negro <laughs> Travel Guy, and it has really nothing. Okay, not, uh, almost uh, not at all. Yo, and they they explain what it was. Okay, what's your name? okay? Sorry, <laughs> yo, yo. I hope y'all happy. I know that's why I'm. All right, I all get. Right. We get. It. You're okay. excited. <laughs> I'm Jerome Bellingham, and my name is James the Third. Who are you supposed to be him? You supposed to be. Supposed to I be was him? like gonna do that, and then I was like, I've, I already did it for like four minutes at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, I didn't want to keep doing it. James is watching the end of the movie. I'm right still now. watching the movie right now. Oh, wait, I was gonna doing? say I was gonna save that for the, my initial thoughts, which oh, oh. was I'll tell you. Okay, when okay, okay, okay. But okay. I am still watching it. He's what, still. What part he just, are you? He they're just, they're, they're oh, in the restaurant. You're in the restaurant. <laughs> okay. Oh shit. <laughs> This is the thing is we said the restaurant and everybody who has not seen the film already knows yeah. what the what the scene is. Yeah. You already know what the scene yeah, is. We don't yeah, have to no. explain it to you. All I have to do is say Green Book, the restaurant, and you know what happens. Yeah. I, okay, here we go. Can I make we a already statement? No, nope, I'm going to do <laughs> okay, this okay, the right way. Okay, fine. For those of you who are listening for the first time, welcome. We are a film review podcast. We review films of leading black actors, and we talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. Today, we are reviewing the film <laughs> Green Book, the best picture winner of the 2018 film year. Just one best picture this February 2019. This is the, this is the most uninterrupted setup you've ever done. <laughs> Green, this green book. We're so mad. We just fire. let you say that whole thing. <laughs> now, I know some people go, wait, but wait, isn't Viggo Mortensen the lead in that movie? And the answer is, yes, he is. He definitely is. Mm -hmm. But Mahershala won an Oscar. So. Mahershala won an Oscar and the film deals with race and people are like, but Mahershala's kind of the lead. I, people have said that. Um, people say what? Mahershala the lead? Mm -hmm. What, of this? People have been like, I mean, of he's like a co-lead. They're like, he's a co-lead. Of this movie? <laughs> Can they see? The re hold on. The reason that I'm still watching the movie right now is because the link that I was watching kept stopping every two minutes. But I spent a good hour watching the movie where I didn't see Mahershala Ali. <laughs> Not an hour, but yeah. The first I sp I it took an hour for me to see Mahershala <laughs> Ali. <laughs> He might as well not be in the movie. <laughs> then when he shows up, he's in a two-minute scene, and then we don't see him for like two Another, scenes. Yeah, that's true. Hey, hey. Well, hey. we had to get to that pivotal scene of him eating 26 hot dogs. Okay, real quick. <laughs> real quick. What is this movie? Hold on. This movie oh is called gosh. Green Book. It was... Um, uh, directed by Peter F Farrelly, is that right? Farley. Farley. How do you say his name? He's like a fa Farley, Farley, right? Far I thought it was Farley. Farley, right? Farley, Farley brothers. brothers. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> they made Dumb and Dumber. It's, P it's Farley, the Farley brothers. I thought it was Farley. I really thought it was Farley. You know what? Really? I think it's Farley. Let's let's decide to not give a fuck, and let's just oh, say. Oh, I both. can tell you right now. I do not give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, how to say this dude's name. Yeah. <laughs> Farley, Farley. But I do know how to pronounce Vitalonga. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah, this uh, so this film has like a little bit of controversy, uh, as we've, we've talked about on recent episodes. Maybe you haven't heard, but uh, you know, the movie uh, wasn't it wasn't given the 
what do you not permission but like the the you didn't get the graces you didn't get the graces mm-hmm. yeah the, the, mm-hmm. you know people didn't approve the family members uh the surviving family members of Dr. Don Shirley did not approve of this film um, they said they weren't consulted they also claimed that he Dr. Don Shirley didn't want this movie to be made mm-hmm. uh now uh the person who did make the film uh or who co-wrote the film is the son of Tony Lip who's the Viggo Mortensen's character. Uh, now, of course, he has a differing opinion, though he, he's apologized to the family members. He said he meant, means no, he meant no offense, mm-hmm. but that this was uh, the information he was given by his father and by Dr. Don Shirley. He said he, he got you know, interviews with both of them. He said that they both wanted to do the, the movie, and so... Ooh, John, may, may I help you? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. think I'm going to yell in this mm-hmm. one. Um, to quote him, to quote him, <laughs> Everything in this film is true. The only creative license we took was combining some stories time-wise. What happened in this state may have happened in another state, but everything was true. And that was really important to me and Pete, the director, that we told the truth. Right. Right. Hey, you know what else I, I, I think uh, people think is true? Mm-hmm. Christopher Columbus uh, discovered America. Wait, hold up. Yeah, because basically yeah, what, what yeah. that implies is that there was people not living here in America because he had to discover. In 1492, Wait, I, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Wait, but there were people living in America before <laughs> well, Columbus. No, no, I just want I, no, James Christopher Columbus discovered America, but he just like this man said everything was true in this movie. You know All what? All right, so the, both this things is, are true. Both things are true. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, good. I thought you were saying that they weren't true. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, whoa, shit. No, like, no, no, no. Christopher Columbus didn't discover America. Like I, like, I just thought that that was, like, that's what we do on Columbus Day. You know what no, I'm no, talking no. about? Yeah, yeah. We also, celebrate that. Also, because we're not a political podcast, mm-hmm. I just want to say one thing. Also, when Donald Trump says that he is the reason that the highest rate of black unemployment exists is because of him, he is also telling the truth. <laughs> So white people tell the truth a lot. No, no, no. I'm not, <laughs> hey, listen. I'm not. I'm not making a generalization. I'm just giving you three prime examples. Look, believe, you're right. You're right. What that we are me. saying that was me. I made the believe white people. Okay, no, no, okay, no, 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 no. Hashtag listen, believe no, white people. Listen, what no, I'm saying no, is that's, that's, not that's, not that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I'm giving you guys three prime examples of truth telling people. That's all right, all right. We've already lost all the people who would have who love this movie and were like, I'm not listening to this. But Good. before Get we the fuck out of here, before we this movie, I want to say, I want to say, I'm gonna. I, I'm going to let Gerard handle that controversy stuff. I'm going to deal with this film purely on a cinematic le- on the on the creative merit of it, if you will. Okay. Okay. A creative um, merit. Okay. Creative merit. Thank you. And and John, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I will also talk about the controversy and I will make each and every one of you who love this movie hate yourself and question what you think <laughs> is important. Also, if you have a relative who loves this movie, I want you to go talk to them about it and think, hey, why do we like films like this? Yeah. Why do we keep continuing to support movies like this? This is a good question. Because the thing is, no one is against... This is my thing. Before we get into mm-hmm. initial thoughts. Coming into this Oscar season, everyone knew how problematic this movie was. It wasn't unheard of. It wasn't a question. We all knew it. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, oh, we've, we've grown. We've progressed. Hollywood mm-hmm. is a progressive place. I just watched some video last night of John Wayne's son. Uh, John Wayne, the cowboy, who also has an airport here in California named after him, who also says that black people aren't smart enough to govern, who has things to say about um, people in the LBGTQ community on record. Um, so people are now trying to get his name off of the, the the airport. And his son goes, hey, Hollywood is progressive. All right. My father loved everybody. Mind you, there's record of his dad saying these things. But you know what, people? All right. Oh, yeah. Hollywood is so progressive. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, get, I'm getting ahead of me. Hollywood yeah, yeah, yeah. is sorry, progressive. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And sorry. his son I, said. Sorry. You know, okay. no one's lying his anymore. His son did say. So, 
I'm Will Smith's son. <laughs> Just a reminder. I'm Tom also, too. <laughs> movies that came out last in 2018, the year Green Book won Best Picture for the Academy Awards. <clears throat> Black Panther. Whew. Black Klansman. Whew. Blind Spotting. Mm. If Beale Street could talk. Right. Widows. Mm-hmm. The Hate You Give. Yep. Um, Roma. Roma. Mm-hmm. And Sorry to Bother You. Yep. All of these films mm-hmm. had people of color yep. mm-hmm. in the lead. Mm-hmm. They pretty much all t- talked about race Wait, tell me in some degree. Tell me I got a question. And they all had black directors and writers Wait, tell me I got attached a question. to them. I got a question now. Uh-huh. Go ahead. The white man saved the day. Oh, in, in any of them? Mm-hmm. Well, technically, Black Panther... No. Black, Black Panther had... <laughs> Black Panther had Bobo Baggins. Yeah, uh, they, they, had, they had Bilbo Baggins. Wait, they had Bilbo and he had and Bilbo, had, Bilbo and he did. He 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 shot down a couple planes. Oh, but, you, but you know what? He shot but you down know, a couple planes. But you, but you know what though? But you know what? The sister helped him. She gave him the. She gave. Oh, him, she didn't like, do, do it by himself. And she was like, "Don't fuck <laughs> this up." He didn't like instill <laughs> he didn't like uh, he didn't instill uh, glory within she the had, black people she, that were in the movie. She had to save his life. Damn. Oh shit. Wait, hold on, break. Hold on, break. Uh, 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 uh. Um, Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren was in uh, yeah, Black yeah, Panther. Well, so here's the thing. Okay, Kylo wait, Ren. no, wait. I'm gonna hold, I'm gonna put that on hold for a sec because oh. I do want to get to that. So let's go to initial thoughts, though. Okay. Oh wait, hold on. No, I mean, sorry. Uh, this film has a 79% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. Damn. How much movie did? How much? 79%. <laughs> yes. That's too high. How much this movie fucking made? And it made around $188 million worldwide. Kiss my ass. How many... I'm done yelling. I'm done yelling. I'm done yelling. How how many black people saw this movie? I don't know. How many of those reviews... That's a great question, too. ...are black people? My question is... So this movie made 70... Oh, my God. This is incredible. This movie cost $23 million to make. It made... uh, Nearly seventy-six million domestically, one hundred and twelve million foreign for a combined total of one hundred eighty-eight million worldwide. Okay, now let's get into it. Initial okay. thoughts. Who wants to start? Okay, I go first. Well, okay. yes, because okay. James. Oh wait, James, you want to go? No, 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 story? James, no, no, no. Okay. I can go. I can go after you. Um, this is my thing about this movie. All right, I could guess everything that happened in this movie before I saw it. Bro, right, All yeah. right. I could guess that you know. They were gonna, the white person was going to teach the black person about how uh, he needs to learn about black culture. Figure that from the trailers. Also, I feel like at some point, uh, the exceptional Negro, because he had to be exceptional to be able to afford a white man um, driving him around. Yes. Doesn't learn a lesson. <laughs> but, but somewhere in the movie, he finds out, that, like we, the, the audience finds out he has some type, of, um, some type of problem, like some type of vice that the white man has to help him. You know what I mean? Thus making them friends. Most likely the white person sees at some point, oh, he's just like me because maybe he gets berated or maybe he just drinks a beer like I drink. And then at the end of the movie, they either drive off in the fog together or... The fog? Yeah, I mean, they've been driving the whole movie. They've been driving off in the snow. <laughs> they like drive off or like basically had that kumbaya moment of like legit. Oh, James, you were there. I said to Dave and him. He's going to meet the family. Yeah, you, you said that. Yeah. So he's going to meet the family. This is the thing. Uh, Peter Farley, I love me, myself, and Ari. You know what I mean? I love there's something about Mary. Very funny. Uh, this movie right here is a movie made for white people to pat themselves on the back. And the thing that sucks about it is I, I told John I was going to bring this up. John and I had an audition for like a pilot 
It's a big part. You both wanted it. It's play a thug, right? I don't know if you saw, I don't think the thugs had any humanity in it. I mean, of course we tried to do that thing. Uh, uh, and it's a part that we wanted because how many, think about policies. How many leading parts for black people have we seen? You know what I mean? A couple black buddies, a couple like, you know, oh, such and such you got to deal with. So I'm not even mad at Mahershala for taking this movie. But after watching the Oscars, you saw it in his face, man. You saw that dude's face. When he won that Oscar, no, for real, like you saw it. He didn't want to. Like when he think <laughs> he did not want to win. Think about, and it's so funny, if you look up certain things, people, people have cut his his uh Moonlight Oscar, both Oscars, to both of his Green Book ones. And he is not smiling at either one of the Green Book ones. When Green Book wins Best Picture, my man is not smiling. You know who's laughing though? You can find clips of uh Black Panther himself looking back at Spike, like, ha, these niggas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You can see Spike on the car being like, let me get another drink. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. Again, I'm going to let this go because we're going to get into it. But this movie right here is one of the major problems with Hollywood and why the major problems we have this podcast. Because people think this is a good thing. People think they did right by black folk. <sighs> and also, again, the hardest part about this movie is, is that you're literally sitting here and you took a dead man's wishes and went against it. So I was like, what are we supposed to say to that? Anyway. Right. So, <clears throat> like I said, I'm going to leave the controversy alone. Uh, but... What I will get into is this film from uh, just a creative standpoint. Okay, so we have Green Book. I saw the trailer to this movie. The reason I never saw this movie before the Oscars, I try to be incompletist. I try to watch, watch all of the uh, Oscar-nominated films before the Oscars start. Uh, I started, I saw the trailer for this movie, and I was like, well, this movie looks like just hot trash. Um, not just for the race thing. Just like, it just looks like a generic, predictable you know, old type of, like a movie that was made, literally was made 30 years ago. It was mm-hmm. called Driving Miss Daisy. Um, and it's just like, what? what? Like, talk about not being a part of the zeitgeist, not being uh, innovative, not being interesting. It's like, we've seen this type of movie plenty of times. It, it's not saying anything now. It, it doesn't make sense to, to do it now. So I didn't see it. I mean, there were so, okay. So, whatever. <laughs> So now we had to watch it because it won Best Picture. I we I really was never going to watch this movie, but it won Best Picture. So now we're here. Okay, let's let's get into it. Um, first of all, both of these care. I don't care how much the son feels like uh, he told the truth. These are stereotypes. We are watching two stereotypes talk to each other and become friends, um, and that friendship is a shallow friendship the reality is they're not friends they are work buddies what that means and what you probably at home know from your own life experience is that there are people you work with who you are friendly with why because it kind of sucks to go to work with somebody who's not your friend you know what i mean who you you can't get along with it's uh, especially if those are the only the only person you have to interact with for long stretches of time. So you want to at least get along with the, them. In the beginning of the movie, they ain't getting along, which kind of sucks. But guess why does, why does Dr. Shirley put up with it? Because he has to. He doesn't have a choice. Why does the Italian guy put up with it? Because he has to. He doesn't really have a choice. He needs money. Mm-hmm. He needs money. The guy needs a person to drive him around the deep south. Boom, bada, bing, they are together. Can I ask a question? Yes. Is it, there's a thing in Hollywood that I've been noticing more and more, right? Like we have the Irishman coming out, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We've had The Departed. We've had Goodfellas. We've the had Scarfellas. No, no, no. I'm not saying these movies are bad. <laughs> Wait, but, about to... but hear me out. 
those movies are about thugs, mm-hmm. oh, gangsters. Yeah. Sure. Right? But somehow Hollywood fetishizes and we idolize these people. That's like true. this is awards. But if it's a movie about, I don't know, uh, uh, the uh, the real Fifty Cent mm-hmm. or the real Freeway, you know, it's like, oh, this this trashy movie. My question is, what makes these two thugs different? Like technically, if you look up some of the thugs, like Rayful Edmonds, like who was a thug? I'm not saying was a good person, but he also would go when it's back to school days, go to the mall, buy kids whatever books, whatever shoes, whatever they needed for the neighborhood. Right? right. That guy, no one's making a movie about him and glorizing, glamorizing him. I mean, think about the Sopranos. Right. right? People love the Sopranos. Weren't these niggas just killing people? Yeah. yeah. But it was a family. We humanized them. You know right? the you know the yeah. real Tony was in the Sopranos. Like, this we, guy, the real guy who Viggo Mortensen is playing, was in the Sopranos. My question is why 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 are these movies considered good? <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy. But you see what I'm saying? But why? But well, why so, are these mobsters better than the other so, mobsters? What's so interesting too about and this is now I'm being this doesn't count. <laughs> but <laughs> what's so interesting too is like, and it's in this movie, um, and I know because I have I like uh you know I have an Italian family the side of my family and. There's something about like the Italian stereotype that's like I guess it's like I guess black people do this too to a, to an extent but there's like a pride like there's a pride in like playing into it right so his son was like was like no it will be funny if we have my dad like eat a literal pie of pizza in the car like he has a pizza and he folds it in half and starts eating it right and then he'll like go and be like eh, no forget about it like he'll he'll do all these things capiche and he's stupid but he like he's Italian and you know he looks at this and they're all like yelling at each other with their hands and it's like you it's like they play these stereotypes but they're like it's fun it's funny and I'm like and I look at that and I'm like Oh, why? Why are they okay with that? Uh, you know, and, and here's the thing: some Italians actually aren't okay with it. You know, like during the time of Martin Scorsese's rise or the Godfather rise, like there was a lot of Italian Americans who were really against those type of mob movies because they were like, "You're just perpetuating the stereotype that all Italians are a part of the mafia, which we hate." But and for Hollywood, they always embraced it, and like the Italian actors embraced it. Um, and I was like, "Why is that?" And I'm like, "Oh, right, because." When they need to not be that, they just are allowed to. Mm-hmm. When Robert De Niro just is decides to play a role that's not an Italian stereotype, he's allowed to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when they when Martin Scorsese is like, I'm gonna make a movie that's not about just like an Italian mob, he can. But Hollywood doesn't allow black people to do that. Not yet. I mean, it's it's happening now, but it's like it's still obviously this movie we're 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 showing. They're still like, uh, yeah, you can come out with a bunch of movies that deal with race, but we're still going to do the green book. You know what? You know what, John? I hear what you're saying. When I leave this recording, I'm going to go watch a Medea funeral. I want Tyler Perry to get an Oscar. <laughs> hear me out. I say that as right. a joke. Why? But I why say, are you going? I say that as why a joke. See the movie? I say that as a joke, but honestly, to me, it's like, there has to be a situation where we support damn near everything black or everything people of color, period. Because to me, it's like, the reason these movies... And I'm kind of on your side of what you said before, James, like, fuck the Academy, which I never thought I would say. Yeah. But to me, we're at a point now where, like, for us to change things, it seems like it has to be money now, right? It only can be dollars. The only reason yeah. you can look at TV now and see so many mo- TV shows with Asian female leads is because of Crazy Rich Asians, mm-hmm. right? The only reason we have this influx of, like, black-themed movies is because of Black Panther and Black Klansman to an extent. And when I look at this, all we're doing is perpetuating a stereotype, and it's like... 
I, the Hollywood loves it. Hollywood loves talking about Italians. Hollywood loves thinking about these gangsters in suits. Literally, there's a movie that's coming out called The Irishman that's been taking like three to four years to make. You know what I mean? And it's going to be this, this the, the, the mob movie to end all mob movies, right? Like, Stop. All right. So <laughs> let me just complete my... Oh, oh go sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Go, okay. no, go I just want to complete my initial thoughts, which is just, look, here's why I don't like this movie. Because it's not saying anything. Uh, truly, it's not. Um, who, who, really, sincerely, who are the people going into this movie that are learning a lesson? What's the lesson you're learning? That, that it's not okay to have a Jim Crow segregated South? That you shouldn't beat up a black person who just tries to get a drink at a bar? That it's not cool to like throw out glasses that black people touched? Like who, who is coming into this movie legitimately going like, oh, is that, is that why we don't have uh, the colored section anymore like i didn't know that oh black people are okay are, are nobody's doing that right so what what is are. the what is the thing like the and what is the comedy of this movie it, this is movie is like Ooh. it's claimed as a comedy it won the golden globe award for best com this movie won best comedy yeah, of 2018 was it, was it supposed John, to be musical John, they had some jokes here's the thing was it supposed to be musical here's or was the it supposed saddest to be part they had jokes it was musical or comedy which one was it supposed to be oh, that's because a, that's it was a, not it was neither one no, of those no, no, very no. funny guys, <laughs> no, no. I, I think it's comedy no guys legit, it's built there, as a comedy there was supposed to be comedic moments in this from the yeah. very first well, time here's, the here's the here's the set this is i'm being real now one one thought i had while watching this movie was Wow, Mahershala Ali is really good. I was, I hated how much I liked his performance. He was, there were certain parts where I was just like, I was like, God damn, this dude is so different than he was in Moonlight. He just is like, he's such an incredible actor. Mm -hmm. He can completely change who he is. And, it, and, it's, and it's like truly incredible. I still didn't want him to win for this, but I was just like, I was like, this was brilliant work. Viggo Mortensen, I mean, okay, man, I, I love that actor, but, and maybe this is how this dude really was. Maybe he really was a walking caricature of an Italian person, but I was just like, what is this? Like, he's just doing an Italian stereotype the whole movie, and he doesn't, he, it's like he feels real and doesn't feel real at the same time, but nothing against him. My, the, the other thought I had while watching this movie was, the only scene that was kind of funny to me was the fried chicken scene. It was legitimately maybe the best scene in the movie. And it's the most racist scene in the movie. But it, the scene is like, is just like him being like, eat fried chicken. And the person like, I don't want to eat fried chicken. And we're supposed to be laughing because the white guy likes fried chicken and the black guy doesn't like fried chicken. But really what it is, if you stripped away the race stuff, is just a person who is messy is trying to get somebody who is neat to enjoy something that's a little bit messy. Right. It's freaking the odd couple. It's a scene from the odd couple in this car. And I'm like, oh, cool. It's it's not original at all, but it's like this fun dynamic. But everything else in this movie is not there's no there's no comedy in it. OK. And the and the dra dramatic parts that happen are just scenes from other movies. What's up, folks? This podcast is sponsored by Earning. Life doesn't happen biweekly. So why should payday? The money you earn could be in your hands today with Earning. Earnin' is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin' app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Think about it. Say you're going out for a special date or 
It's getting hot, y'all. You might need a fresh outfit for brunch or something nice. Or maybe you just want to feel good and take yourself to dinner. Earning can help you today. Make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoying earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Download Earner today. That's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign in. It'll help the show out. Jump Under Podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period. See Earning.com slash DOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger, for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week we had a very special guest, his golden messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash Office Hours Live. Okay. Uh, James, uh, did you finish? No, but let me get my initial. Okay, go ahead. What the fuck <laughs> is this shit? <laughs> How in the hell did the did the Academy they gave this fucking movie best picture? Are you kidding me? I'm so upset. It's not. It's not a. It's what? What is this story? Uh, it's a black dude learning about fried chicken. At the end of the movie, at the beginning of the. He, he I'm, having I'm having a stroke. I'm having a stroke. Calm down. Hey, How dare okay. they have the cop come up and stop them and go, oh, your tire's out. Uh, move oh, my along. God. Move, a- move along. Move along. Let them change their tire. I'm a police officer in the deep south, and I'm helping them. Was that it? Or I thought it was like, I thought it was them being like, we're safe. We're in the North now. This, oh, were they in the North at that point? I I feel like that's what the, the, it was like, we're finally in the North. The cops are finally not racist. Cause you know. (laughs) They're only racist. Because they're only racist in the South. Yes, but then they, but then they, but they also thought that they were covering their bases by going, by going, um, 
but if I were at a bar in your neighborhood, what would happen if I were in that bar? Like, as if, <laughs> right, like, oh, right. there is some nuance to racism, right? right? Hey, hey, this I don't movie know. is completely... I may change my mind. This is a comedy. This first is off, First off, you guys, you guys are being very aggressive. And James, I'm going to let you finish. But I think you need to give the writer of uh, 1993's Deadfall. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, in the Kingdom of the Blind, the yes, man yes, yes. and the one eye is king in yes. 1995. Oh, and let's not thug? forget... Huh? Is yeah, this, this, the is, this is the piece of shit son. Um, <laughs> and this is, uh, let's not forget his classic film, The Corporate Ladder. Yes. You got to give no, a person who wrote that shit them, more respect. Yeah, and they deserve the best picture. Um, uh, here's the thing. <laughs> Fuck these dudes, yo. Here's the thing. Like, like, I never, and I love, I love Viva Mortensen. I love Mahersha Ali. I love Linda Cardinelli. I love, I love them. Like, they're great. But why did they do this? Why did they do this movie? Why did the and 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 I agree with Bray. I laughed. I laughed during that fried chicken scene, and I was mad. I was mad that it was written in a way and it was acted in a way. Mahershala Ali holding the chicken. The way Mahershala Ali held the chicken. I can't do this. Way, I can't do this, I Tony. Do I, I cannot do this, Tony. The way he held the chicken was. So- yeah. But I get, and I get why they put it in right because then because then when they're like because then when they're like uh, we ask the help what you might like here's some fried chicken like it's like I I always appreciate when somebody assumes a stereotype about somebody and it's wrong and like and that's played for comedy like I always appreciate that that's my whole shit I love that right mm-hmm. but it's like do we need it to be <laughs> Do we need it to be that this white man taught this black man about fried chicken? He taught him about um, James Brown and, uh, and, and Aretha Franklin. L- and, and Little Richard and all. That was, uh, uh, there was a string of them. How do you not know about Sam Cooke? What? He, this dude is a, it's, this it's dude a black is a musician. dude who does this not know about is, Sam Cooke. Dude. Well, he said, I mean, he, in, the, in, the, in the actual movie, he's like, he's like, I've heard of them. I've just never, I've never uh, listened to their music. He lets this white dude call him blacker than him. He said that I'm well, blacker than you, and then they have the scene in the rain where he yells at him and also, says, "You are not black." Just because, than me. just because we talk about we talk about the fried chicken <laughs> scene, honestly, it was hard for me to not see Mahershala because I I thought he was fantastic, but something about and I Bray, I think it's because, I honestly think it's because of the experience we had, mm-hmm. and I'm like, if he didn't take this part, someone else would have. You know what I mean? And like to yeah, think about exactly. another black performer <laughs> who had to sit there in a movie yeah. and pretend like. That couldn't that he, couldn't have felt good. He, yeah, but it's like, but it's like, and it's and it, and it's hard too because like it's like you start to get mad at Mahershala because you know he didn't need to take this part, but he did. Think about <laughs> you think, think about he it. did need to. take I think part. I think this. Hear me out. Hear me out. I think we live in a world where like we always, even right now, I have so many white friends who are like, "Yo, man, the parts are going to black people," and I'm like, "Dog, for real, for real. Look at TV right now, straight up. Uh, look like, at what look else at, would he have had? Look at TV. Mm-hmm. Look at films. How many leading Black actors are on television. Yeah. The lead of a TV show is still usually the white guy. You know what I mean? Like, it is not the black dude unless it is something in reference to black people. When you think about some of these movies, the movies where a black person is the lead, it is a black movie. You know what I mean? It may be a prestigious one. It may be a Bill Street. It may be one with Ava DuVernay about um, the Central Park uh, Five, but it is something that is innately to black people. It's not like we're getting a chance to do... I don't know, to be the maverick guy on one of these procedurals, where it's like instead of the white dude who's like, uh-uh, I don't need to, I don't need to be a cop. I just know things. Like, we don't get that. Things ain't changing right. that much. Yo. Well, we have widows and 
Black Panther, I guess. See, oh, but, sorry to bother you too, to an extent. See, well, sorry, I guess sorry to bother sorry you. Sorry to bother you. It literally is about being like black. And, it, and to me, even yeah. even if you think about like that new movie coming out about uh, that has Lakeith Steinfeld and, and Daniel Coelho, it's like that is about well, uh, the, black I mean, that's about the Black Panther. But I'm like, th- think about how many times we've seen movies with black people starring in like a movie that's not about their skin color. The Hate You Give is yeah. about her skin color. For sure. Yeah. Like, oh, and that and uh, that reminds me of something else that I wanted to just to 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 throw into my initial thoughts that are besides fuck the movie. But um, you know, you were talking about how you wanted to go to see, su- you know, support Medea because it's like, oh, we got to support everything. But I have think I probably already said this on the on the podcast. But Malcolm Malcolm Lee said in a talk that he's like actually support like go to those. Go and pay for those indie movies and support those, so that that way, like there like can be slight, like slight. Oh yeah, so that there can be more, so that there can be more money flooded into the other areas, uh, uh, the other films as well. Because right now, all the money is already going to Tyler Perry. Like it's all we're all right. we're that's, that movie's going to make money regardless. So it's like go see those movies that are under the radar, so that that way, Black Hollywood is elevated even more. Right. Uh, so, okay. Can I just read the quote before we start from um, um, his family? Uh, just, to, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna paraphrase it real quick. Just because I feel like, because the writer and Peter Farley have keep they they've come out even again recently. I think after the Oscar saying like everything is true, everything is true. Um, again, uh, this is from uh, Carol Shirley uh, Kimball, who's the niece of um, Dr. Shirley. Again, did not discuss anything with the family. Uh, there was. Uh, no due diligence done to afford my family and my deceased uncle the respect of properly representing him, uh, his legacy, his wealth, his intelligence, uh, in which in which he operated in the excellence of which he was. Uh, let's get to the bottom. Um, to depict him as less than, and to depict him and take away from him, and to make a story about a hero of a white man for this incredibly accomplished black man is an insult at best. Is insulting as best. This movie. Literally, is told from this white man's experience about what this black guy That's so exactly much so right. that he's telling him about the black experience in here. You can't do this in the south. Sorry, we're in the south. Like I didn't run the south. Oh, he literally says to this black dude, "Oh, what you said to me was like prejudice." When he was like, uh, "Yes, yes," he says that. Like what? Well, which is and this is the thing that makes me so mad about this movie. Uh, as we get into it, as we get into like the start of this movie, it's first of all, I want people to understand <laughs> because there is a there is a tendency for it just to be like. We hate this movie and nobody's seen it. And and the thing is, like, people may be right, but they don't actually know why. And they're just like, oh, we hate this movie. And somebody's like, why? I liked it. Like, whatever. I think people are just making us think about anything. They'll, they'll complain about anything, you know? And because nobody can explain to them what the deal is, like, they just, it just goes away. And, like, they're just like, oh, I won't talk to you about it. Okay. I want to, I, this, I truly want people to understand what is so frustrating about these types of films. Okay. First of all, think about what this movie is. It, this movie is called Green Book. As we've already said, the Green Book is a reference to a, a real book that was created. Guess guess what? by who? Somebody who was from New York. Mm. It first was created by somebody from New York to tell black people where establishments were that were friendly to black people. Mm-hmm. Now, already the film makes it seem like the Green Book is just for the South. Guess what? It wasn't. Why? Because racism was everywhere. Okay. Let's also, get that they, out of the way. Also, this movie <laughs> explains that as the white guy 
tells his white wife, oh, it's a book to show black people can go. Oh, they need a book for that? Yeah, bitch, they need a book for that. What the fuck you think? Well, and that's the thing is that it they is don't know that. It's never addressed again. But my thing is like, that yes. shit wasn't for them to fucking talk about. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. This movie is just blatantly disrespectful. And I'm like, nigga, this thing... You got to understand, like, I, I want people to really fucking understand what's happening. Black people lived in a way that if you went to the wrong fucking gas station, you could be killed, right? Right. So this shitty ass movie from this shitty ass director written by this shitty ass motherfucker sit here and played this thing that people use their life, their lives depended on that Their book. lives depended on the Depended book. on it. And they used it as a fucking joke. And they literally say, oh, they need something for that? And she smirks. Like, it's just fucking a game. Right. Like, niggas died. Right. Like, like, I'm not, like, it's, it's, it's insane to me that this was played for fun. And it's like, we sit here and we take this black man on this ride. Also, this black man is gay. And the thing is, this fucking book is, it, it, I think the thing that's bothered me so much about it is because I've heard of this book. I, I've seen this book before. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, I've seen this book. Uh, I've had family members who've, I've seen this book. All right. And so I've heard stories about sometimes when things go wrong. All right. I've heard stories about, Sometimes when you try to go to a diner and then maybe white people will find the book. And it's like, even, even some of the places in the book, they may have allowed you to like eat outside or go to the bathroom outside. Doesn't mean you were welcome inside that place. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, this, this movie joked about it. Literally, and then didn't even, and they named the movie Green Book. Right. It's like, how dare you, you piece of shit? Right. So the movie has really nothing to do with the Green Book, as we're saying. Is now, he on Twitter? Now, the thing that the movie should have to do with, okay, even if it's the friendship, who's the more, legitimately, I, I'm not even, like, don't, don't even bring race into it. If I'm telling you, hey, there's um, a person who, let's not bring race into it at all, actually, right? Okay. In the 1960s, there was a person who was such an incredible concert pianist that he'd been to the White House two times, that he, he had the phone number of Robert Kennedy, the attorney general, soon to be like, uh, um, what was he? He was, the, he was senator of, uh, or was it governor or senator of, Cal of California, right? Or something like that, right? Or um, he, this man um, was so, was so well-respected that he could tour the entire uh, United States. He lived in like a penthouse above Carnegie Hall for 50 years. Um, he was also a gay. He was also a closeted gay man who had to hide uh, who he was from the people that were closest to him. And even though he was such an incredible, intelligent person, a virtuoso, he was very lonely and had a, and drank every night. Okay, telling that. Now there's also this guy who uh, he used to be a bouncer at a nightclub. He would work odd jobs. Um, he had like relationship to the mob the mob but like not really he was never really a part of it um and and for like a year and a half of his life he uh drove um uh this a concert pianist around the south for a year and a half and who, who's also, the more, who, who is the more interesting person the white dude because he was white and learned a lesson <laughs> what white dude i said race wasn't yeah wait no but but He's wait but if lesson. race hold on but hold on but if race is not a factor you're saying if race is not a factor if race is not a factor <sighs> hey, hey! Can I ask you guys a question? Since we're asking questions, if 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 you know you were inspired to do something, like say, like we talk about Will Smith, right? Uh -huh. Will Smith inspired you to act, and say you won an award for portraying Will Smith in a movie. Mm -hmm. Would you would you thank Will Smith? Of course. So you would think that. Yeah. What do you mean? Um, a shitty ass director who wrote a movie about two people, right? Because it's it's equal, two people. Mm -hmm. 
that he would thank both of them, right? In his Oscar winning speech? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he probably did, right? Do probably. we think, do we think, do we think, we think uh, Peter... Uh, did he really him? not? No. I meant, to, I meant to mention this that night, but he didn't. He didn't think, he didn't think, he didn't say uh, Dr., he didn't like reference Dr. Shirley? Or his family? I know he didn't reference the family. I mean, you think he, I mean, no. Well, well the movie has ha- nothing to do with He didn't have to because Mahershala did. Oh, you <laughs> so, think? So he oh, didn't have to. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, Mahershala yeah. did do it. Yeah, because Mahershala did. So it's I mean, like, it would be crazy if he didn't. Rami Malek both times almost didn't thank Freddie Mercury, though. Yeah, but <laughs> he, always thinks, that, like, he always thinks Rami, Queen. He always, he always thinks Queen. Yeah, but screws Queen. He, he was playing Freddie Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who cares about Queen? <laughs> Queen is Freddie Mercury. If we learned anything from Bohemian Rhapsody, it's that Queen is Freddie Mercury. If Freddie Mercury was not a part of Queen, I'm, hey, John, those guys John, are great. But John. Anyway, John, John, and John, like, and like, he John, does John, this John, John, wait, let's, right, let's, let's, we're about let's, let's, let's finally get into this um, piece of shit movie. Yeah, so, I'm skipping the first. Do we have minutes. to? So I, the first. I no, like I want people to know. What, I want people like know. We did it. Everybody so, knows what's up. Nobody, nobody freaking watches movie. I want people to know what happens. The f- legitimately, actually clocking. I actually clocked the time. The first 15 minutes of this movie, Mahershala's not even in it. He's not in it at all. He doesn't. There's no appearance for me. So the first 15 minutes, and what we see in this first 15 minutes is Viggo Mortensen he works at a nightclub he's beating somebody up uh, he he like steals somebody's um, hat and then gets it back to them and gets money from it what I, I guess that's supposed to show like he's like crafty like yeah. he, he makes money uh, really not necessary whatsoever um, we see him at his at home with his family he's eating with his Italian family there are two black people there uh, they're working on the sink they hired them mm-hmm the wife gives the, gives these black people uh, a glass of water. They drink it. They thank it. They thank them. They put it down. And Viggo, Viggo Mortensen, Tony, he looks at it. He sees that happening. He goes over and like quietly takes the glasses and throws them in the trash. And then his wife, to, to, to make sure that you know that his wife isn't racist, because no way that could she be racist. Uh, she looks at the glass and she's like, and she takes the glasses and then she takes them out of the trash can. Cool. All right. This is legitimately the only time in the movie, really, where they're trying to show, like, he was really racist because he threw away some glasses. Yeah. But then they also, they also when he, when he goes to do the job, when he goes to the interview to get the job, everyone is like, you aren't going to do well with this job. Yeah, they and, keep saying that. And I, I it, it, just hearing what you just said, like, makes me even more upset that those parts were even in it like it was like were they did they really expect us to think that like that that was going to provide some tension for us like when they were together they wanted you to show the character arc that this dude was about to go on but like what he hey 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 y'all do realize they had Thelma dig in the trash can and took out those two cups they had Thelma take out two cups out the trash can and then they had what's his name from um Lord of the Rings Viggo Mortensen. No, no, what's his name? Oregon. Oregon. That's his name, right? Or- Whatever. Oregon. I'm going to no, call his no, ass. No, no, no. Uh, I'm going to oh, yeah. call his ass Lord of the Rings. I like that. Uh, oh, I forgot. Aragorn? Aragorn? Aragorn. Aragorn. I'm going to call his ass Did Oregon? I say the state? Yeah, or- you said Oregon. <laughs> I'm going to call his ass Lord of the Rings. You <laughs> just call him Lord of the Rings? I'm going to call his ass Lord of the Rings. Was it, he had a cooler name, too. What was his name before his um, like real name? Like the Knight Rider or some dumb stuff? I'm going to call him Hidalgo. I'm gonna call his ass Lord of the Rings. Oh, that's true. You should call him Madago, even though that's the horse's name. <laughs> but he's in that movie. Anyway, Lord of the Rings goes to meet Mahershala, right? Goes to meet Mahershala. Mind you, let's set up the picture. And I think John was trying to paint this well. This yes. guy has no job. Right. No well, prospects. Yes, yes, yes. Has yes. a family. 
And it already lets you know that his dad thinks he's kind of a bum because he just spends a bunch of money, you know. So he's, he's, he's down and out. Should take whatever job he can get. Mm-hmm. This black dude, who for some reason, only in this one scene, doesn't wear, doesn't wear dashikis in African, like, straight up, tri- like, doesn't wear straight up African garb at any other point in this movie. But he was at home, you know what I mean? He was at home in that scene. Yeah. He was at home later in the movie. You know, when you go home, <laughs> when you go home, and you wearing the suit? Do you keep the suit on the whole time? Listen, yeah. when I have a job interview, when I'm interviewing people for a job, what I want to do is look like royalty. <laughs> no, oh, oh, don't get it twisted. I wear respect that he sat on the throne and made everyone sit I below him. I loved that. I, loved that. I actually everything. genuinely loved it. I love he sat everything down there. Yeah. But, it, but this is my... This, he had huge African elephant But my, my problem happens from the very beginning of this scene, though, is that as he's telling him what, he's, what he needs, right? Mm-hmm. The power dynamic switches instantly. Immediately. It switches instantly. It goes from uh, the moment Tony is like, I'm not doing that. He goes, I've heard about you. That's why I requested you be here. And then at this point, you see the need in rehearsal for this wife. You're right. And You're right. You're absolutely right. It switches instantly. And what even was that? Because what we've seen, like, who are these people that are like, oh, fucking Tony is the guy. Like, here's the thing. What? Here's, here's, here's where you're like, you go, when they go, this was a completely true story. You're like, this feels like BS. Why? Because we're showing a dude, first of all, Mahershala Ali's character, this dude, Dr. Shirley, is rich. He's literally rich, which is crazy. He's a rich black man. He lit. Do you understand? He lives in a penthouse above Carnegie, Carnegie Hall. Hall. That's not a, even in the 60s, yeah. that's not an easy thing to do. You have to make so much money to do that. Not only that, he has a freaking butler. The dude has a butler who's conducting the interview for him. There are people lined up outside of the door. Vigo is not the only person interviewing for the job. Also, Vigo says like he like calls some dude uh, like some Asian dude who is there. He calls him a chink, and he's like he's like yeah so yeah good luck with the chink outside. And I'm like there were three other white dudes out there too. It wasn't yeah. just you. Well, so here's the thing that I'm like this is BS. Either, and I either. It's like Maher, like the real Dr. Shirley couldn't find a white driver and had to resort to this dude, Tony, who was so disrespectful to him. And the and he prides himself on his character and his dignity. Like he clearly prides himself on his dignity. So either he had nobody else, but that's not what the movie showed. Yeah. Or this didn't happen and Tony went in there and freaking groveled for the goddamn job, yeah. which he probably did in real life. Wait, wait, yeah. hold, hold on, Bray, before we go any further, um, Alec, I think uh, like four minutes has been five. We went along before we said, uh, fuck this movie. I just want to make sure we don't go too many minutes <laughs> yeah, we without can't saying, go too far without fuck, saying, this, fuck movie. this movie. Fuck this movie. I think like 10 minutes went along, so I want to say it two more times. Right. Fuck this movie, fuck Peter Farley, and fuck this son. Uh, uh, okay. So, wait, wait, hold on. Yeah, go hold ahead. On. Uh, also, I want to say, Fuck the Academy for voting for this movie because True. you guys honestly in in voting for this movie again, I'm gonna keep bringing it up and voting for this movie. All you're gonna do is propel more of these movies to get made. Yo, that's all we're doing. The best picture. Yeah. Here's the other thing that I really hate is like, okay, and this is what I was saving for for. I'm just bringing it up now because who knows if we'll ever get through this movie. If people want to see a movie about race reconciliation, if people want to see a movie about uh a black person and a white person befriending each other and 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 navigating the like comple- like the complications of race because because you know in the in the most base level it's like yeah it's not uh 
both of these people were born into this society and they have to navigate it and you want people to be friends and get together, right? You had two movies this year Mm -hmm. that were directed by black people and written by black people that did this. Black Klansmen did this. Adam Driver and John David Washington in that movie They are a black person and a white person who get along and they're dealing with the complications of race and they're also talking about all of the other factors. Blind Spotting is a movie based on the dude's real life. Whoa, 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 stop. (laughs) Hey, 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 Bray, stop. So what you're saying is, huh, let let me just try to clarify people at home. So what you're saying is there were two movies nominated for Best Picture um, this year, both dealing with race. One had a superior story that dealt with race that made each party have equal understanding, equal learning, but yet the movie that won was Driving Miss Daisy 2018. Right. Oh, no, because because uh, just to defend the Academy a little bit. Okay, okay. Like, when I watched Black Klansmen, like, mm-hmm. I felt bad. Like, I felt bad inside. Mm-hmm. And, like, it made me think that, like, maybe the world was, like, still bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that, like, things are, like, like still bad now. And, and like, Right. I don't like to think about that. Like right, I like to think right. that like right. things used to be bad. Right. But right. like now it's all it's all healed. But like now it's fine. And like and even when it was bad, like there were people that were like, Oh, I don't like that it's bad. Right, right. You know? Can I say one thing about what I hate? And and I think I think John's right, we should get back to this movie. But honestly, I don't want to give this movie my full attention. But the thing I hate most about this movie is that at the beginning of the movie, when we just see when we see um uh Vilma. Thelma. What's her name from Scooby-Doo? Thelma. Velma. What? Thelma. She was Thelma. She wasn't. Velma. That's the. That's the she's she, the one from Glass. She's the one with the Linda glasses. Linda Carnelli, baby. She's the one with the glasses. She's, I know, but Linda she's Linda Carnelli, that's, baby. She, that's not her most it's famous Velma, role. right? It's, it's Velma. It's Velma. Vel- Velma. 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 Yeah. It's Velma. Velma. I love. I love Scooby-Doo. What about Freaks and Geeks? I mean, Freaks and Geese is cool too, but everybody knows oh, that is Scooby-Doo. her Majesty Linda Cardinelli. <laughs> like she gets Scooby Doo is great. <laughs> she gets her yeah. It's Lindsay Weir. I mean, no disrespect. Scooby Doo is a good. First off, I generally like Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo is good. Okay, it's fine. Okay, so okay, Scooby Doo. All right, and uh, Lord of the Rings. When they're at home, their families are there, right? And their families are talking in Italian, and they're talking about the black people, right? The same people, like you know, don't don't leave my daughter with the people in the house. Um, when you're asleep. That's what they say at the beginning. Nothing transpires with that family to the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, they welcome this black dude in for Thanksgiving like they weren't racist the entire time and weren't racist in that one and scene in particular. Here's the, thing. Here's the thing is that, yeah, they probably did. And, and, and they probably did that in real life. Why? Because he was an exceptional Negro. Of course they welcomed him in. He's goddamn rich. He's a rich concert pianist. That's their bread who, and butter. Who knows the president of the United States? Of course they welcomed him in. They're not doing anyone any favors. They are you kidding me? It, like the idea that that he has to be welcomed into their home simply because he's black and they're white and they live in New York in the 1960s and they're like, well, they're like, yeah, we're nice but people. Wait, but this is a nice family. But they're remember, welcoming this faint, literally famous but, black but, person but, into their but, home but and letting them no, eat but, dinner but, with them. I saw this movie too. <laughs> so everyone's trained and, anger. Everyone's and, just trained anger. In a scene in the scene before, 
In the scene before, he wasn't allowed to eat at the restaurant that he played at. So what do you mean? What do you mean they weren't good people for letting him eat at their at their home just because he's exceptional? They didn't let right. him into the. He wasn't well, allowed to you eat know at that what? restaurant. You know, I'm mad too. Okay, <laughs> I'm mad too because you know what this movie has. He doesn't get to kill the big bat. All right, right. Hear what me are out. you saying? Hear me out. At the end of this motherfucking movie, when he's at the restaurant, when he's at the restaurant, Wait, kill? Yeah. No, kill. he doesn't get to kill he, he the big the... bat. I mean, that's true. I, no he one killed anyone kill in this the movie. Big bat, all right? <laughs> Hear me out, though. Okay. He, even even psychologically, he doesn't get to kill the big bat. He doesn't get the psychological. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm on board. When, the, when, the, when, the, when he gets up at the restaurant, he's like, "I want. I'm not leaving. So I can eat in here, right? Yeah, you're right. Oh, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he comes back and he's like, "I'll do whatever you want. Whatever you want." He. This black man who John just said right, right. is rich, who knows the president, who is an exceptional Negro, as a motherfucker who ate 26 hot dogs. I mean, he we, ate we 26. Homeboy ate 24. No, 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 he no, no, ate 26. No. Hit me out, hit me out. Hit me out, hit me Guys, out. Guys, wait, hold no, 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 on. There's no, no, a seat no, in the no, movie. No, 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 time out. Time out. The way we establish that this dude is good is that he beats a fat guy by eating two extra hot dogs. Yeah. This black man, He's at the end guy. of the movie, the, the scene that's supposed to show, this black dude finally standing up for himself. Finally. Yeah. He asked the white dude, I will do whatever you say. And the white guy decides he to literally, leave. He actually literally no. says that. No, He I, literally says, I'll do whatever, I'll do whatever you want. this movie, and then- And, <laughs> and then, that- Ooh, hold on, hold on, hold on. How many minutes has it been? How many minutes has it been? <laughs> Fuck this movie. And this is why I need people to understand. This black man is at the end of his ropes. We have learned nothing. All we've seen is him be oppressed. For everything. We've seen him be oppressed for being black. We've seen him be oppressed for being gay. And at the end of this movie, what this dude is finally like, I got it. I'm going to stand up for myself. He turns to the white guy and says, what do you want me to do? Yeah. And, and follows this motherfucker out. And the white guy says, the white guy says, I'm proud of you. You stood up for yourself. It, what? <laughs> I'm proud of you. He says, I'm proud you of you. You stood up for yourself. Like, because like that was the, <laughs> that was the thing that he taught him to be, to, to, and it's like, and it's like, wait, you taught him that? Because why? Because when you get, it's he's like, been and he's been standing up for himself. He's been standing movie. up for himself the whole time. The whole he, he was uh, saying, you can't go. You can't go to this bathroom, sir. All right, um, I'm not going to that one. Yeah. So I'm gonna go back to my hotel. And who's the one who told him? Why are you going back <laughs> yeah. to the hotel? Why don't you just pee out there? Nothing establishes friendship. Vigo. At no point did they establish this friendship. If, thing, what? What? This again? What I'm? What I'm saying is, what is a French? What are we calling a friendship? They were friendly work partners. They were friendly to each other at times. That is not a friendship. You, you can't pay someone to be your friend. If you are, if the only reason you're hanging out with someone is because they are paying you money, you are not their goddamn friend. You know I'm, I'm, sorry. Everyone, I'm sorry. Everyone's I'm sorry. Everyone's getting angry. I, I just, everyone's getting angry. I, I've, I've cursed a lot, and, yeah, the, and I want to apologize. Everyone's getting angry. I'm sorry. You know I think I'm having problems with the, with, the, with, the, with, the, okay. with the volume. Okay. 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 I'm know sorry. what I would have loved. Sorry. Okay. Calm down. Okay. We're good. We're okay. You know what I would have loved to have seen, right? Because we're talking a lot about the things that we did see that we didn't like. Here's what would have been great. Wouldn't it have been a great scene to see Dr. Shirley like leave the place and be like, I need my drink. If that is was his life, if his if his wanna... real life was like, I need a drink. I need to drink a full bottle every night. Yeah. See him what leave, walk down the street, try to go to that bar, try to order the drink, see the people come up to him, see him dealing with his the stuff he deals with in his life. You know what would have been great to see? Him and, and the other dude in the trio being like Let's, I love what you. I love you. Can we? Let's. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta be at this YMCA in this. In this. In this. Do you think we can go in the shower? Let's try. What is it? No, people are. Oh, people are looking at us. Okay, we're gonna hide. That was. 
if it's, that was his real that's life. That's what I'm talking about. I would have loved to have seen whoa, 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 him dealing with his life. Well, guys, he guys, has guys, some guys, most guys, interesting guys, life. Guys, we guys, we guys, for a second. I mean, I also, it also would have been great. Because at that point, the reason he goes to that bar is because the other black people, he feels alienated by them because yes. he seems uppity. That is something that we touch on even yes. on this podcast. Like, These hey, are all interesting things that the movie but, doesn't explore hey, to any extent. This is what I'm saying. I don't like this movie creatively. Even if I took the race stuff out of it, you introduce the most interesting character of this movie we don't follow. We follow the white dude. Why? Just because, honestly, it is just because he's white. But even taking race out of it, why are we following this guy? If you took Rice out of it, why would we follow him? Every he's time we see him, he's the he's chauffeur. Not doing, yeah, he's not doing any. Most this of the times we see him, he's doing here's nothing. Here's the thing that we're missing because we're following this dude and because Dr. Shirley isn't the lead of this movie. Things that the movie brings up. He drinks. He drinks a bottle of, what's the a drink? I don't uh, remember. Okay. I don't remember. But it was drink, a bottle he drinks every a night. Bo- they, they, literally, he drinks a bottle every night. We never find out. We never really find out why. Like, mm-hmm. we can infer why because he's black man. And he's traveling around the South. He doesn't get respect. He's gay. He's isolated from his family. All this stuff. But we never explore it. We never explore why he's drinking a bottle every night. We never explore in the movie and like the family, like I'm saying, ignoring the controversy. In the movie, they talk about he's estranged from his family. We never see that or explore it or understand why. He, they say in the movie he didn't have to go to the South. Again, I don't know if that's actually true, but that's what they say in the movie. But guess what? We never actually explore why the right. man decided to go to the cell. Whoa, if it was whoa, that dangerous whoa, for him, whoa, I'm like, I want to know whoa, that. John, 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 I'm sorry, guys, I'm sorry. I'm, guys, I'm time loud. out. I'm getting right. loud. Guys, time out. Okay, I'm loud. Right. okay, time out. We cannot let this shitty, <laughs> trash, garbage fire of a movie created by two white dudes who probably don't have black friends, but probably ran into one. One day when they were on the street and gave them two dollars thinking they were homeless, but they really weren't. Anyway, we can't let that movie get us down. You're okay? right. We're, we, right. we're getting just, a lot of anger. Bray cursed. Something, Bray that Bray, Bray something that Bray just said just also made me think, like, how cool would it be if he really is battling with, I don't want to be one of those one of those jazz singers that, right? that puts their bottle, that puts their the whiskey, whiskey just, on the thing. But but I but I will drink a full bottle. He drinks after. a bottle every night. Like, can you like, Because he you cares ma- about his appearance. Can, but. Just, just seeing him. I'm trying to do it calmly. Yeah, can be calm, brother. Just seeing him deal with even just that, like, it's fascinating. We we cut to him performing, and then the end of the performance. That's the whole movie. Is every time we see him, he's playing, and then it's over. But we never see him go up to a thing, sit down. Maybe his maybe his hands are shaking a little bit because he wants a drink. Maybe I don't know. Like, not to disparage him, or even, but but that's interesting storytelling. But But also. And I, I, I hate that I'm about to say this. Y'all making like they about to make this movie with a black person with nuance. Oh, right. They didn't. Oh. Like, I'm not, I'm not even trying to be rude. I'm, I swear to you, I'm not trying to be rude. But when I think about and how we often talk about like, can other races, other genders make certain movies about cultures they're not a part of? The only movie so far that we've ever reviewed that was about the black experience that a white person directed I can say was done well was probably uh, The Color Purple. Yeah. And that's only... And the thing is, I actually researched that one again. Yeah, and it's but, because the the actual book that the movie was yeah. based on was written by a black woman. But also, I think, as well, is that he had so many people... He had so many fact checkers on... Like, yeah. he made sure things were fact checked. And the mere fact that these pieces of shit... Uh, yo, we're glory. So funny. we forgot to talk about glory. Oh, oh you talking about how glory is not told from any of uh the the, the soldiers? It's <laughs> from Matthew Broderick. Again, it's a movie I like, and it's like it's like here. This is what I want people. To, I truly, I we've said it already, but I really want people to get it inside their head. There's no problem with the things that this movie is exploring. These are interesting things that are worthy of exploration. 
it's worthy of exploration to to say how does a white how can a white person a black person living in a racialized racist system how do they connect and learn from each other and create the kind of friendship that we want to be reflected in the society that is worth uh, that's worth exploring but it's not worth exploring if the white person is going to be the protagonist and we are not actually dealing in a real way with the racism of that white person. Mm-hmm. We don't deal with... To- to- Here's the thing that's so funny about this movie. The, the movie proposes that Tony is a racist in the beginning and that he's not at the end. So but there's upset. literally nothing in the movie. There's not one time in the movie where he actually... he doesn't apo- Does he apologize once? For what? Does uh-huh. he ever say I'm sorry? For what? Does he go? He does he after Mahershala has a speech in in the rain where he's like, "You're not as black as me." Where where he had the gall to say, "I'm blacker than you," while they're literally driving in the south, and they've and he's already had to save him from three white dudes who are probably gonna kill him, mm-hmm. and he had the nerve to say, "You're not as black as me because I listen to Little Richard and and I eat fried chicken and you don't." And Mahershala screams at him in the rain in a speech that's like pretty decent but not doesn't even get really get into it and and what does Vigo do Tony's character he just has a ref, look of reflection of like oh maybe I'm wrong but does he get back in the car and say I'm so sorry I have no idea what you're going through no why because the real Tony didn't do that because the real Tony probably died a racist right yeah. Yeah. oh oh I mean, the oh, man yeah. probably died oh, his son racist, racist. No, yeah. he was and it's just like just because you're a friend of the person who is employing you who's black doesn't mean you have resolved and absolved yourself of all the racism that was implanted hey, in you. Hey, hey, you know what you just defined right now, Bray? The white person's got, I got black friends. <laughs> like, literally. Le- legit. Le- legit. It, it, you're right. Legit. This movie's that, an epitome that, of this is the legit. I got a black friend. And this, and this is the thing is saying, <laughs> that ain't your friend. You just know him. He's not your friend. You just know him. Hey, man. Are you telling me these people were, and I, I really can't find any real history of this, but I do not believe that these people were hanging out and, and going to each other's houses every Christmas. Oh, the family said that. That they, they were. The family said they weren't hanging out. Like, Shirley's family said they weren't cool. The Shirley family said they weren't friends. Right. They said they weren't really friends. They said friends. they weren't really friends. Right. And I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, and, but even, even freaking, even Nick, like, is he, is he really trying to say that, like, his dad and this guy, like, they were close friends? Like, that when, when Tony, when uh, he was in trouble and he wasn't employed, that he came to his aid? No. And you know why? Because he didn't have to. He could pick up the phone and called Robert Kennedy. <laughs> also, Yo, <laughs> can you? I mean, the legitimately the gall, like the the balls that it takes to 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 be like, well, I helped this dude out, like we helped each other out, and I helped this dude out because I was nice and did my job that I was paid for <laughs> to protect a literal famous black person, like, and I am a nobody. He was a nobody. Yeah, he still they, is a and nobody. They kinda, to me, and they kind of of course br- he is. He will they, always be a nobody. Briefly have the like. Drop the act. You're getting paid for this. Let me say right, me say, and then he'd be like, he'd be like, on. of course I'm getting paid for this, but so are you, and I'm helping you. See, but also this is the part uh, that bothers me again. So when you think again that Mahershala is going to stand up for herself, we figure we 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 have uh, the white guy save him from the cops this time in the bathroom when he um, is found with another gay man, and Mahershala is waiting outside of uh, of his room, mm-hmm. scared that he's going to leave him in the middle of the night because he's gay, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Mahershala sees him leave. Uh, he's like, yo, I'm not going anywhere. I was just like going outside of some shit. And Mahershala's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I will pay you more. Mm-hmm. Like almost tears in his ass yeah. because he cannot stand the thought of this dude leaving him, right? Mm-hmm. He don't know what he would do. Technically, this is a proudful beg 
that this black man is giving this white dude, right? This is towards the end of the movie. So literally in 20 minutes of this movie, this dude is begging him to stay, mm-hmm. offering him more money, right. and then asking and this guy. But it's supposed that? to be it's supposed because, to be a flex. Because he was because he was scared. He, got, what because I thought, he was scared. He was scared. Because well, he had no option then. He had an option back up in New York, but when he's in the deep south, he's literally yeah. in the deep south right now. He can't drive himself out of this place. He literally, for his safety, needs to make sure that Tony stays employed. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and it... And it's kind of it's they like want it to kind of be like a flex because it like comes after it comes after uh, uh, Tony talks to the Italians. Yeah, and in Italian. like, like you're, you know, you're in, in Italian. So then he's like, I can speak Italian, too. I can speak Italian, too. I speak Russian. <laughs> um, Ital- uh, he spoke, what, six, seven languages? Like, yeah. And he's like, and he's like, and I'll pay you double or, or this is an hour raise or whatever, whatever it was. And like they the the movie wanted it to look like. Isn't how great he is? You know, like, look at how great he is. But it, it, made, it, made, it, it made it look like he was groveling. Well, this okay. is the thing that's so funny to me is that I see through. I actually, I, I, and I don't know how many people can do this. And I think it's because of so many of all the films that we've watched. And we talked about this so much that even when the movie is not trying to confront the issues that it's bringing up, like, inherently, I see through it. Like, I see through the misty blah, blah, blah. I saw through. Th- there's no way Peter Far- Par- Farley ha- or Nick had the intention of that scene being what's really happening here is Mahershala is scared for his. I believe Mahershala knew that, but there's no way that they intended when they wrote that scene. This is going to yeah. show that Mahershala is scared for his life, and he is at the and he is trying to do everything he can to keep his dignity, but make sure that this person stays employed with him <clears throat> so that he gets out of the South safely. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he probably hates this dude because of it but instead because the dude was like no i'm gonna turn them away we're supposed to be like oh what a good dude. i mean a hundred percent and then what and a good also dude I for like, doing a thing that's not the worst i also yeah. feel like they <laughs> i also feel like they thought that it was uh, they thought that it was um sort of perpetuating the idea that like it's like he thinks that uh that Tony could be a better man, you know and that was a moment of Mahershala like or uh, uh dr Shirley uh, reaching out to him and giving him a better opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, like. No, I mean, I would just say. Driving Miss Daisy. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, go, I mean, well, Driving Miss Daisy is helpful to bring that up. Yeah. This is because they. they I, it is. It's the same movie. It's the same movie, but we don't. But the movie would be different if we learned more about, like, Morgan Freeman. We know nothing about Morgan Freeman. Like, right, which is why this yeah. is the same movie. Well, well, it's so interesting because no, what I'm saying, well, he was the driver. You know what I mean? I don't know, guys. No, my, but I, but, but the yeah. dynamics are exactly the same, is yes, what I'm saying. Yes, is yes, that, yes, yes, yes. And the thing is that. The thing is, okay, so with and the end of like Dry Machete tries to they have what's her name? Is it Emma Emma not Emma Tom, uh what's her name? Maggie Smith? She's a, no. Who's the uh, Maggie uh, Smith and I think it is like an Emma, something like that. Uh anyway, the woman who is the is Miss Daisy. At the end of the movie, she's kind of like telling Morgan Freeman, like, you're my best friend. Like you're like I you're you're the only person I have. Like you're my best friend, right? And that's supposed to be sweet to us. But in reality, what it is, is just sad. It's sad because this woman is completely alone and the, her friend is the person she's employing. Mm-hmm. And that person is like, again, you develop a rela- when you develop a work relationship with someone, uh, if, you're, if you're not a psychopath, you develop some sort of friendship with them, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to work with somebody that long for that close, like uh, close of a where, uh, intimacy and like, 
and you just completely don't care about this person whatsoever. Yeah. But what it does mean is that when the employment is over, how how much are you really going to stay friends? And that's the question that I have about all of these things. I don't believe that they stayed friends. I, like They Anytime say at the end of the movie, job, they're like, they remain friends. And it's like, what does that mean, actually? I've actually but said this to people. <laughs> I If I've left a job, I've, I've said it out loud to people that I was close to when I worked there. I would say like, we're probably not going to see each other. Anymore. Probably not going to see each other. Anymore. I would. I have said it to because this is multiple the thing that's Because you weren't friends. It's the same thing with high school. <laughs> think about it. Every anything that brings you together and you're close with people. You have high school friends you were super close. You were close with, not super close with, right? You have high school friends you were close with. You were friendly in high school. You hung out together. You laughed. You told jokes. And then when high school was over, some of those people you never really saw again ever yeah. in your life. Same thing with college. Same thing with work. Mm-hmm. It's like. This is my thing. It's like, and they're like, and and people are like, well, it's about a friendship. And I'm like, but it isn't about a friendship. It's about a work relationship. It's about, Mm -hmm. it's about really what it's about is this man, Dr. What it should be about is this man, Dr. Shirley, but it's not. What it's actually about is a brief moment in this dude, Tony's life in which he was a chauffeur to a black man. And in his, because he was race, he grew up racist because the people around him were racist and he inha- inherited those racist tendencies and decided and chose, made a conscious choice at some point to stick with those racist tendencies. He felt like he was demoting himself to be a driver to a black man just because he was black. Because the reality was that man was so much more intelligent than him, so much more accomplished, skilled, richer, it, 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 like a, just genuinely a better person. Like for all of the merits of our freaking our supposed meritocracy of America, so there should be no reason why he feels degraded. He was already driving people around. The only reason he didn't want to do it is because the man was black. And then at some point, he he decided to do it because he was like, "Well, he's paying me really good money." And and then at some point, he was like, "Oh, I don't hate this that much." That's that the 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 arc of this film is Tony being like, "I don't hate this that much." And we're so we we gave that a, <laughs> we gave that a golden statue. Uh, hey, do you guys understand? At the that? end of the movie, hey, hey. he's driving him. You know, why'd you bring at, that up? I wanted to avoid. Oh, we I wanted to. to avoid. At the that. end of the movie, we he have to remember because because that's remember, the f- it's like now because now Mahershala drives. Wait, so time out. So time out. Hold late. Let me let me get some of these scenes together. <laughs> get, so last twenty minutes, Mahershala grovels for this guy to like not uh, leave him. Right. Right. Scene after that. Mahershala stands up for himself, but instead asks this white dude what he should, he will do whatever the white guy wants him to do. Right. Now, he, he but, decides to make a stand, but then. But he can't do it himself. But, but then on, he's but like, all right, I care on, about Vigo making on. money. Then all of a sudden he's like, yo, this white dude has a family he needs to get back to. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's leave let's, now. Let's, go, let's leave let's now. Let's keep going. So now this white dude's like, hey, man, I haven't driven myself. And I don't know. How, does he have a license? Like, why does he need to drive? He does. He yes, does have a license. Yes, okay. Yeah. So he does have a license. I think he, I think he, he not only has he license, he needs a job. The reality was he was doing, again, a huge chunk of this movie is left out because we have no idea why he's going to the South. Mm-hmm. It's never, it's literally never but, explained. But this, but this is my next point, is that when uh, uh, Lord of the Rings is driving, he's like, man, I can't see. Everything's the same. I'm getting tired. It's dangerous. Yeah, tired. It's a snowstorm, right? right? So dangerous. basically, Mahershala gets in the driver's seat, risks his life for this dude who technically ain't give a shit about him, but we're supposed to believe that he does, right? Right. At no, this is my thing. At no point in this movie did we have the kumbaya moment. 
Think about it. every time. Think about it. Anytime there's a buddy cop movie, it's like things get bad. All of a sudden, they have that thing of like they're just laughing. They someone pats each other on the back. But this is what I'm saying. Yeah. No, no. But we never get that. And to me, at the end of this movie, when he shows up at this white dude's house, right? He invites him first. He, first, he invites him up, and he's like, "No, no, no, I'm going home." And he goes home, and then he comes back. Hey, man. So like so this is this is what people think because you say we don't have the kumbaya moment I think and and if you go yeah. if this is what I think people think and what they thought when they made the movie they felt like they had a kumbaya moment because they were in jail together and the reason they were in, even though the reason they were in jail was because Tony decided to punch a cop in the face and had and zero repercussions happened because of it mm-hmm. now I don't care how famous Mahershala was uh, Doctor Shirley was if Doctor Shirley punch the white cop in the face in the South, He's Robert Kennedy, he would get on the phone with Robert Kennedy. First of all, he would never get a phone call. Yeah, no. But even if he got out on the phone call, Robert Kennedy would be like, my man, you're done. And he would hang up the phone yeah. because there's no way he's getting out of that. Well, now, he was in jail just because his driver punched somebody in the like, face and he was in a sunset town, which by the way is probably not true. It's probably not true that they were in a sunset town. Like that's the reason that why he was, he just was probably just thrown in jail because he was black. Yeah. But uh, also, but also, which I guess is the same. Just, just, to, just, to, just to prove Bray's point a little bit further, um, you know, we as African Americans aren't allowed to even question a police officer without having a certain tone in our voice. I would like to not list mm-hmm. African Americans who have died in the last six years because of this, but the mere fact that in the South, a uh, uppity ass Negro, as they would have called him, or ER, hurts me to say ER, uh, his driver punches a white dude and he just get off scot free. Get off scot free. Scot free, bruh. Not zero in twenty nineteen. If a cop pulls me over, I promise you, my voice is gonna get really high. Hey man, super safe, super safe. That's what you got to do. And you telling me like you be saying, "Hey man," the cops though. I be like, "Hey, and the, how's it going?" And the reason is because you're not allowed to punch a cop in the face. But if you're a white person who punches a white cop in the face, and that cop said something really disrespectful to you, and and you have connections to higher ups. That's we're gonna let that one slide. Again, wouldn't happen. Wouldn't happen if you're black today. I feel like he forget about Brett, 1960. Today? Yeah, but and the other thing is the other thing that really annoys me about this movie is that they even even though uh, we've talked like they, they try to paint this picture of these two becoming friends, right? When he comes back. He just sit, like he literally just like comes to the home and we don't deal with the fact that this man we, we the homosexuality we don't deal with that at all. At it's all. one it's one scene. They walk to the car and they talk about it and he's like I don't, you know. And I'm like this dude is lonely. He needs a friend. Are you going to be his friend? Is that what's happening? I don't believe so. So what is this movie about? Hey, before I have to run, okay. I just want to say something quick. Um I don't even know if, I, I don't even have anything for Hollywood. The thing is, like, because you think you I would, because you think, but the thing is, hear me out. It's we do this, mm-hmm. like we do this, like everyone who sat here and thought this movie was good. Is this is their fault? Yeah. Like the academy, oh, we do that. Oh, yeah, the academy yeah, yeah, yeah. is made up of of people, right? Yeah. Academy is made up of moviegoers. Like it's made up of of, of oh, their shit. councils, people who look at these movies and think they're great. Again, and. I am talking to even some of my friends. Like, I mean, you were there. I was talking. I like, was my, there. This is my thing. I was shocked. My, it's interesting. You can have black and white relationships. One of my best friends is a white dude. My agent is white. My agent is white, and I talk to him on a regular basis. <laughs> so it can, you can have that type of friendship, 
It doesn't have to be race related. And when race comes up, you can have an honest discussion about it. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like when I sat here last week before we even watched the movie, I remember talking to my best friend and our other friend who both were white, who both liked this movie. And you know what happened? They were like, oh, we didn't see it like that. Yeah, of course. And the can. problem is, is because we envision things here in America from a white point of view. It's because of period. These th- movies like this that they don't see. And, it and like that's that. my point. We keep projecting these movies. We keep watching these movies. People keep going out to see these movies. So to me, it's like if you're listening to this podcast, right, you have some type of social awareness. And if you're a white ally, this movie needs to be effective for you. Because one of the things I realized when I worked in news is that the hardest thing to deal with was a person who was a quote-unquote ally who wouldn't listen. If I was dealing with a racist or a person from the far right, I knew they didn't fuck with me. I could hear what they said. But to me, it's like this movie, when I listen to like Farley, when I listen to Nick defend the movie, I'm like, you're not listening. Because clearly, if you think everything is okay, you didn't listen to this family. You have in your mind you're doing the right thing. And for the most part, I bet you they think they're doing the right thing. Definitely. And, and that's the hard part. It's like, yo, at the end of the day, you need to shut the fuck up and listen. Like just, and it's just simple as that. Like as men, also, we need to shut up and listen. Also, to women. I'm, t- I'm just, I am just so tired of racism in movies being portrayed by the segregation that happened in the '60s because it is such a cop out. It's like, yes, we understand. There was a very visceral sense of right you could see it on the surface how racist america was because they had signs that said whites only and colored only in certain sections of this country but as dr king freaking learned when they got rid of those signs through all of the hard work that all the black people did through the civil rights area he realized after that oh my god there's so much more racism in this and the reality is let's be real other black people already knew this. Malcolm X, James Baldwin. You yeah, had other black. It you had black. It took him a while because he was the poster child. Because he was, and again, we we are talking about Malcolm X. He was trying to do one thing. These people were like, "There's deeper problems." He was like, "Well, let's solve this problem first. But the sad part is, they solved this problem, and all of America was like, "And it's done." And we still the Our all brain. of the problems oh, that were left oh, after brain. the civil brain. rights act. Brain, 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 time out, time out, time out. Let you go. The thing is, like, you're talking about, you're talking about the civil rights era, baby. <laughs> like, I mean, let's take it back to like two years. Like, was it 20, 2016? That's right? what I'm saying. But like, I remember watching this documentary last night on like the CNN 2000s, right? The yes, we can doc. Barack Obama got nominated. Everyone was like, we fucking did it. We solved racism. It's over. All right, a black man's in here. Change has come. Right, literally. A black person being in office has allowed so much hate and uproar in our country to just be viscerally explode that we have literally one of the dumbest, one of the most racist, literally a person that's so dumb and so racist that people who support him accept that he's dumb and racist. I mean, Trump, the thing, the reality is Trump is such a great, if you, if you genuinely struggle with comprehending this, think about it this way. Like in the movie, Dr. Shirley was an exceptional Negro as we, as we like, you know, you buy the shirts. He was an exceptional Negro. What does that mean? It's like, think about all the things that you've accomplished. The person who's listening to this right now, think about all the things you've accomplished in your life and realize that you add all of that up and it like pales in comparison to one year of Dr. Shirley's life. Because that's, and it has nothing to do with you as a person. It doesn't mean you're any less of a person or anything like that. It just means that this person, by what we as a society generally consider to be like a great person, he hit all of those merits. He was super intelligent. He knew a bunch of different languages. He had a lot of money. He had respect and class. And he was a world famous, exceptional pianist. And he did all that. And all of that, it took all of that to make 
an Italian-American living in New York, struggling to provide for his family, who drove cars for people. It took all of this greatness to make that person go, I don't hate this guy that much. That's what it took. Obama's the same way. It took a person who was so gifted, intelligent, smart, could give speeches that would move, just move you when you heard them. So it took him that all that to become president. And who came president after him? Trump. What? Trump. One of the like just objective, objectively, because well, we just got dumbest people in oh, this country. Hey, listen, gotta hey. remind America what it used to be. A black person with Donald Trump's qualifications will never be elected president in this country. Yeah, I promise you. Bush was dumb as hell, dude. He was a C student. This is what I'm saying. And like people go, well, we had a black he president. And it's like, yeah, you had one of the most, the most incredible people, politicians, gifted politicians, be able to become president in 2008 where you have people who are not gifted whatsoever, who are white men, become president. Again, this is not, and it has nothing to do with hating white men. No. This is not prejudice against just white a people. Quick it's reminder what the that we are is. not a political party. Also, we're not a political party. We've no. never been one. No, we're not political, but we've all right, I'm done. I'm done. But um, <laughs> before, um, guys, I'm sorry I have to run, but I just want people to know my rating of this movie real quick. Is oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. what is it? Um, two middle fingers. <laughs> Two middle fingers. <laughs> two middle fingers. Is that? Um, I've never given a movie. To, I never well, given. I never. I never given a movie fingers. two middle fingers. Because that's like that's almost a. Is that almost a? Oh, that's which a, way is it face? This is this. Which uh, way is it face? Oh, this is paint. This is facing. I got two. I got one. <laughs> the black hand side is okay. Oh no no! Oh, it's definitely black side. I don't <laughs> okay, want him. I don't right. want him to get twisted. Who giving him the fingers? <laughs> one's for Peter. One's for Nick. Okay, all right. And let me tell you the problem with this movie is is that this movie in the long run has already achieved something that is great for movies that are about people who aren't qualified to make these type of movies. Peter Farley, who, again, I love this comedy, will now get to do more Oscar-type movies where he's thinking he's going to do something great. Mm-hmm. He's now going to make a movie about women's rights and never, and never, and never ask a woman how she feels about it. He's going to make a movie about what it's like to be an Asian-American without even asking the Asian-American what is it like. And like you know what Nick is going to happen? Too. You know what Nick's going to happen? Nick, the same writer who retweeted, you know, Muslim hate. The same dude, right? Same dude. He would now go on to write, who knows, The Corporate Ladder 2. He retweeted. Electric Boogaloo. He retweeted you know what I'm saying? Muslim hate? Yeah, this motherfucker ain't shit. He ain't been shit. Uh, he, retweeted, he won't be shit. He this retweeted Trump's okay, thing well, of I, like... Oh, get, this is my point. This yeah. is my point before we get to it. Yeah. This movie perpetuates the thing of like, you ain't shit. And I never really say that about people, but it's like, there are bad people. There are people who are literally ignorant. And the thing is, when you're ignorant, you become ignorant because it's like, oh, you may not want to know something. And at this point, at this point, they were told. Dr. Shirley Stradley came out and said openly that this was a problem. This dude, instead of acknowledging what happened, doubled down on his fucking stupidity. You know what I'm saying? And that is the problem. My thing is, if you made this movie and you thought you had the facts right, that's fine. But when you're told different, fucking shut the fuck up and admit it. If someone tells me I'm wrong, you know what you do? Apologize. It hurts to say I'm sorry. Wow. It hurts to say I got it wrong because we all want to be right. But the fucking problem here in America is that people won't acknowledge what the fuck our history is. And it's like we will never get past shit if I don't look at the academy. The academy was supposed to be so goddamn liberal. And that's why everyone's like, oh, the academy's liberal. So lefty. We ain't that fucking left because we keep making bullshit like this. We keep acting like we're better than everybody else. The niggas that watched this movie and voted for this movie think they're better than people who voted for Trump. 
Straight up. Well, they yeah, think they're better than them. And I'm like, no, motherfucker, you ain't no different than them. <laughs> the thing is, those motherfuckers who voted That's for Trump. For no, them. no. People who voted for Trump were like, yo, I know I don't like you. That's too much. The truth. people who voted for this movie, who are the liberals, think they're better than the racists and think they're better than me because you know what? I know what you want to see. I know what will make you happy. I'm listening, but I'm not fucking listening because I think I know what's right. You are the same piece of shit as those other pieces of shit. And that's all I got to say about this because this movie got my blood pressure high. I try to stop y'all from yelling. But my thing is, people think about it. Think about it when you go to fuck home. Like seriously, dog, we keep saying this shit. Think about when you go to fuck home, talk to your goddamn auntie. When you talk to your motherfucking grandmother. If your grandmother says racist shit, your grandma's a fucking racist. That shit ain't cute. That shit has to stop, dog. Like, my thing is, if you go home and your auntie says some shit that's homosexual, like, like, oh, man, homos do this. It's like, yo, tell her shut the fuck up. You don't say homo. Like, this shit is crazy to me. When your boys say super shit like Paul's, those motherfuckers have a problem. Stop them. All we do is sit here every fucking day and everyone just thinks they're so fucking better. All we do is look at fucking news clips and it's like, oh, this size with my fucking mentality. This size with like, oh, I'm better than them. Oh, my God. Look at this. Look at what Trump did this time. Oh, man. So good. No, motherfucker. Look at you. Look at, mm-hmm. look, I, look, I'm be real. Are you telling us look at the man in the mirror? Dog, dog. <laughs> I got family who I'm like, I know voted for Trump. And I call them out every time. Like, yo, did you vote for this motherfucker? How? How? And they're like, oh, well, he got good parts. Like, no, motherfucker, you trash too. <laughs> call your auntie trash. Call your uncle trash. Shit. Your little sister trash. She trash too. <laughs> Fuck, man. People trash. That's, what they, that's my message for the day. Wow. People are trash. And it's okay to call people trash. You can listen to him, but my thing is, Bray, if you go, you go on the street and you talk to your best friend, your best friend still don't want to hear you, you know what? Your best friend's trash. All right? It, you try it. I'm not going to fault you for trying, but don't sit here and be like, oh, I don't know what the fuck was happening when this trash-ass motherfucker talking to me. If we meet Peter following, we went on our school, I'm like, hey, I remember you. You that trash-ass director who directed Green Book. And I promise God I'm going to call him a trash motherfucker to his face. And I'm like, hey, you know Spike should have won that, right? Yo, niggas, don't let us. Yo. Well, wait till we get out. I'm be like, hey, yo, Spike, where's Spike? Spike, this that trash nigga who beat you right here. <laughs> Remember that trash ass dude? Remember Mahershala was all frowning on stage? Mahershala. Remember you work with this trash ass director? Where Nick at? Directing Corporal Attitude? Fuck out of here. Like Spike okay, said, well. it wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to get so aggressive. Honestly, no, fuck. please. Don't apologize for that. I think that you did mean that, to get that, that aggressive. We, I, I honestly, mean, I honestly, honestly, that was not the plan when little, I started. I could have used just a little bit more. I could have used just a little. I that wasn't my plan. I, I just wanted Gerard to just go off for just 15 straight right. minutes. I gave this movie nothing. <laughs> Wait, you gave it nothing? No, yeah, nothing. You gave it nothing? He gave it two middle fingers. Yeah. I gave it two middle fingers. You ain't giving nothing? I'm trying not to curse. <laughs> Bray, I think you already started <laughs> I know, I feel bad whole, about it. I think you legitimately cursing the I whole thing. I said, God and apologized to I me. I did, I feel bad. I said it like three times. My parents are <laughs> like... Oh, oh, My parents me. are like, oh, uh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Helmet. Braylock, I'm sorry that I curse around your son so much. I'm hoping that this is not affected who he is. I was just really mad. God understands. He forgives. Is God mad when I curse? I don't know. Maybe not. Okay. All right. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, yo. I just say some straight blasphemy at the end of it. Nah, nah he don't care. <laughs> God don't care now. Yo, I love Josh. Nah, I like, kind of understand. God's like, oh, I'm cursing up here too. I just want to know. God's like, God I know? am damn it. <laughs> Who do you think, I, who I, you think I, made the curse worse? I had a, I had a, shout damn the green book. I had a pastor be like, I had a pastor be like, we don't give a fuck about that. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you like, serious? And then he was like, he was like, no, nah, I'm a fire starter. I'm, I'm starting fires. And that was like a message that he like that he like. He said we don't give a fuck. They carried on. He was just. Like, <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Do you have anything else to say? Yeah, I gave it ten middle fingers. Just every okay, finger so. on my. Every finger on my you, hand you, you just became middle fingers, and I just held I held them up because see, look, I've never felt more vindicated in my life. The Oscars gave 
this I can't, movie. I truly can't. The Oscars it. gave this movie best. It's picture. not even good. And they and, and what's the a thing good about, scene from and, this movie? And and, and Gerard really hit the nail on the head. They really pat they they kept patting themselves on the back. They was like, this black person's getting an award, and also, that black movie's getting an award, and and this black person's getting an award, and this this person was nominated, but this white person's getting an award, and they just but they kept they and yeah I go okay, ahead sorry well just just I mean I just. I just can't believe watching this movie. I cannot believe that it's getting all the accolades that it got. And Mahershala Ali is a fantastic act. He's a fantastic actor. I cannot believe he swept for this. He swept. He, swept. <laughs> he's, he's, he won every award. I think it's just because I. I honestly think it's was he the only black actor nominated for best supporting, best supporting actor? Uh, maybe. It's I, just thought, weird I, thought, thing. I thought. I thought. I thought. I thought. Um. Oh right, for supporting John David would have been lead. Yeah, lead. Um, pro- pro- probably. Yeah, because it was Adam Driver, uh, Richard E. Grant, who are both of those imp- performances are crap. Yeah. Oh, Adam, Sam Elliott and um, was great. And uh, one of them I didn't. Oh uh, no, and no, yeah, and oh yeah, uh, what's his name uh, who played George Bush? Oh yeah, Sam Rockwell. Yeah. So Which, that's that's a, this is the thing, and we've already talked about the legacy of the Academy, like feeling really good about giving black actors supporting awards. Like, Yo. it's just like. They love doing it. Yeah. How many times has a black actor won, won best support? Like, the, it's happened so much in two thousand. I mean, like in the two thousand <laughs> in the two thousands. Like again, Regina King won in the wait. Viola Davis won mm-hmm. twice or mm-hmm. once, and Octavia Spencer won twice. And like, it, we, this we, was the year. Best this supporting was the actor year. is like, oh, we'll give that to a black person. Easy, 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 easy. The, oh, we'll do that. The year I started thinking, <laughs> fuck the Oscars. It was the year that it was the year that Denzel. And Halle Berry won, and they gave the lifetime achievement to Sidney Poitier. And I was like, this is too much. <laughs> it's too much. Like, it, felt, you, it, felt, it felt purposeful. Pur- it was it, deliberate. It was deliberate. It was deliberate. It was deliberate. And then the, the awards just this past weekend were, or last weekend, we're all, all just mad strategic. Just, just, and, and we not give, Kevin Hart can't host because and Spike Lee he's gets too complicated. And, and we shares gonna, the screenwriting. And ooh, and, and we're, we're, we're going to give one a Spike. If Spike's here, we're going to give one a Spike. He's going to get, and, and they knew, they were like, we'll let Spike accept the award. They let Spike accept the award. No one else spoke. Right. There were four writers. There were four writers. No one else spoke. Spike, Spike had his moment to speak. Right. And which is very gracious of the other writers. They had they had Samuel Jackson come out to give him the award. They knew. They knew. They knew. And they had John Lewis present Green Book. Can you believe this? I and I it, and then after seeing this movie, it's complete and utter garbage, and it deserve <laughs> it, it. It doesn't deserve any of the shit that it's gotten. I, I actually, I, there actually is a part of me that that truly doesn't understand why people like it. even even not ignoring this. I'm, I don't I'm get like, how it's best. I, 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 unless those people haven't seen any movie like this, which I can't imagine because there's so many. But well, like, I haven't seen a movie like no, this? for sure. But that's what I'm saying. Like I, I do. I've heard so many, and and it's generally older white people but i've heard a few like of like tessa's friends mm-hmm. like older white people talk and this was before i saw the movie i saw the trailer and they were like oh i saw green book it was so good and i was like really and they're you know like what it feels like yeah too? Yeah, it, yeah it feels that, like it's not because it because on the surface it feels like if the older white people are seeing it because they're like hold on a white man is driving a black person and then they're just like oh i want to see i'm right interested because to see what that is. i've never seen that before internalized within them legitimately internalized within them goes that does feel disrespectful <laughs> yeah really yeah like no there's like, like 
There's a at genuine that time, and here's that the thing. Man at that here's time, the thing. Driving the thing. That- they also would have been like, I would drive that white man too. I would drive that black man too. If I and it's like they they put themselves in the scenario and they go, I also would. I wouldn't throw those. I wouldn't have thrown those cups away. That was bad. But I would have also stood up for him. And mm-hmm. I like that he punched that cop in the face because he was talking bad. Even though the reason he punched him and Mahershala calls it out in the movie is mm-hmm. because he actually called him a nigger, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? When he called, he didn't do it. When he was talking about Mahershala, when he called it to him, he punched the dude in the face. Yeah. Uh, and and even though, and, and what, what's so funny is like legit, Vigo never, the, Tony never says sorry in the, in the entire movie. He doesn't mm-hmm. apologize for any of the messed up stuff that he does. And nobody, they don't even notice it. Yeah. It's like, to me, that's like the most telling. And it's like, and like you like this movie because it was like fun, I guess, because there's a safety from the removal of it because it happened you know, 50 years ago and you're mm-hmm. like, and you're like, well, that's not happening now anymore. So like we are in a different place, even though you kind of know. And that's the reason that I like Black Klansman so much is that, and because actually Boots Riley was criticizing Spike for the same reasons we're criticizing the Green Book. Yeah. And my defense of Spike was that, yes, he does do that to a certain extent because at the end of the movie, you know, John David Washington, the cop, like the black cop and the white cops are sitting at the table and then they like play a prank on the really racist white cop and mm-hmm. they're all laughing. And there's a part of that that feels like this is a little too yeah, clean. You didn't win. This, like, this not is not a win. You like, know, this isn't a win. Yeah. But then what I think Spike knew this and was like, cool, what am I going to do? I'm not going to end the movie that way. Yeah. I'm going to put a clip of the racist clan rally that happened last year where a, a white supremacist... <laughs> Ran over a human, ran over multiple human beings and killed a person. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put David Duke on black. He gonna, you know, we're gonna have the quote from him. And I'm gonna Celebra- show Trump from him celebrating saying, this, saying that there are good people on both sides. I'm gonna show that to go, this isn't even close to being over, right? But this movie, it ends with him coming into the family's home and eating dinner. And I'm like, guys, if we think that the racism is solved. Because a white family allows a, an exceptional black person to sit down and simply eat dinner with them. Mm-hmm. If we really, it is like, did did Tony ever shine his shoes? No, that would have been an interesting thing if if we Out, at there, some well, point, outside, if at and, some and point people, he was like he was like, you know what, I'm a shine, I'm a shine your shoes in front of our, in front of my family. Yeah, come here, come sit down. Sit down here and go, and they go, they go, oh, they're like, why is this dude here? They're like, because this dude is my employer. He's my boss. In fact, Mr. Boss Man, one second, and he gets on his knees mm-hmm. and he starts shining his shoes in front mm-hmm. of the family. Then maybe I would have been like, oh, maybe this dude is really learning I mean, something. Right? But he's not learning crap. And the, uh, All right. The, we wait, there's the, the, way the, too much. The, the only other thing that I, that, I, that I just thought about that is also very frustrating to me, and it's, it's I'm just going to, I just want to put it out there. And then we can then we can then we can move on. But we've we talked about this before about how like why when why does Easy E not get any love, right? Like why does uh Jason Mitchell not get any love for playing Easy E, right? It's because right. people go, Oh, uh that's that's just him. That's he's not doing anything, right? Right? But Denzel Washington gets his first best actor award for playing a crooked cop, you know. Who's from around the way, and who, but because what we're used to seeing Denzel Washington do is very put together, very blah blah. Right. So let's ooh, we got to give it to him for doing this, right? Then, then, then we cut to this year, right? Mahershala Ali sweeps 
because he's playing he's playing a black man who doesn't prescribe to the stereotypes, right? Of black people. Of black people. Mm-hmm. And he's sweeping because of that. Viggo Mortensen, on the other hand, is getting <laughs> nothing for playing like this stereotypical Italian character. But it's fr- it's frustrating to me that Mahershala is sweeping because it's like, look at this, look at this better black man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's gross. It's like it's gross to look at to look at this, look at that win, look at Denzel's win, and then look at someone getting completely overlooked for doing an amazing performance of a of a, of a hood black dude. They don't right. N- the the right things are ne- are are never what's nominated and 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 basically just back to the point that I have before it's just fuck the Oscars I really hate everything and I'm very happy that uh very happy that we did this all right this movie got a bunch of middle fingers and nothing else um uh, okay here we go <laughs> you can follow us at Black Men Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> blackmanpodcast.com is our website on your website you'll find links to our merch we got mm-hmm. uh, t-shirts uh, our logo really uh, awesome logo by uh, Jeffrey uh, what's his last name um, what is his last I just know something with his Instagram P- handle yeah it's like JPNT or something yeah One sorry sorry T. sorry Jeffrey uh, <laughs> we also have uh, some exceptional Negro shirts for, yes for, please uh, yeah <laughs> Pro- probably our black uh, listeners but I would maybe not Wear that if you were white. Mm-hmm. Just, just a word of uh, but then caution. you can try if you can try you to can explain. Try it. You can try to explain. You can try to explain. <laughs> but we will, we will not come to your defense. Yes, I'm no, just saying sorry. that right now. If you're gonna be, if we're you take not a pit, responsible if for you're any... like, hey, black man, they told us me, I could wear it. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I said no such thing. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> it's your right. It is your right yeah. as a human being to pay for whatever you want to pay for. Yeah. But I will. I would maybe I would maybe throw you a bone of support if you were the one with the three black fists that said black oh, men yeah. can't jump in Hollywood. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, and then I'd be like, no, 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 that's cool, that's cool. I mean, it might still be an awkward conversation to have. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we do need to get some more certs up there, though. We got to get that this is not a political podcast. Because it's, it's not. You and know, uh, is Hancock a good movie? And is Hancock a good movie? It's yeah. a good question. Right, it's a good question. That I didn't even do my ask. bit today. Yeah, you didn't do You were so mad. You didn't even talk I about how Kel should have been. Well, opinion, well, no, real quick. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, are you really doing? This? <laughs> no, I'm not, gonna, okay. I'm not gonna put Kel in Green Book. That would be horrible. <laughs> that would be a horrible thing to do to Kel. Uh, but we can get. Can we get a viral campaign going? They are rebooting all that. Can I be the new Kevin? Like we, they need. They need come on, let's get a viral campaign going. James the Third for 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 the new Kevin of all that. Just tweet at Nickelodeon. <laughs> tweet at them directly. They need a new Kevin. They gotta need a new Kevin. Kevin Coppola's probably busy doing some other stuff. <laughs> Okay. I just need a job. Yeah. Uh, I just need a job. If, if, uh, oh, also, we have a Patreon. Please, uh, guys, we got some really great stuff up there. Also, coming up on our Patreon, we're going to do the Captain Marvel. Yes, Captain okay. Marvel. Uh, and I, I, we haven't decided what the other movie was going to be. We already we were thinking about Green Book, but then we decided just to put this on the air. We all. We um, we'll put a poll up there to decide what the other movie for March will be. But already up there is Bird uh, Bird Box, The Help. Yes, uh, which we were <laughs> almost as angry on as this, but like maybe even a little more raw with the help. Yes, we got an um, Oscar video. We got an Oscar video our up Oscar there. Recap is on our, our initial thoughts after we watch the Oscars. I'm very drunk and very upset. It's very if interesting. You watch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so that's only five dollars a month if you if you sign up for that. Uh, we're gonna have some more good stuff, and the more subscribers we hit, once we hit five hundred, 
uh, we'll be able to even do more bonus content. So, uh, you know, just show show us your support for that. www.patreon.com slash bmcj. And if you rate and review us, give us five stars on iTunes. We'll read your review on the air. Here we go. This one's from Crim Steve. I'm pretty sure I didn't read this. Okay. Uh, from Get Out to Double Take. It's all great. <laughs> I love this podcast. Got hooked on this team through the Blank Check podcast crossover episode on Detroit. Wait, Wait I think you actually have read it. Oh, this. did I? Yeah. I think you have. Keep going. Keep going. But I think you have read it. This well, is a treat for that person. I well, really I want to see it. what the next part is in case I okay, have. Okay, because it, it brought the perspective I needed to hear on how that movie was misguided. I love Catherine Bigelow's films, but I bumped on that one, and it's important for there to be awareness on why these movies, even with good intentions, ultimately don't help the cause. Mm. I would hope filmmakers, including the writer of Hidden Figures or favorites like Tarantino, find themselves listening to this podcast and educating themselves on how they can do better. So whether you're driving at work or on an orange couch. Hell yeah, baby. Check Come out this. Im- I don't think I read this. Check out yeah, this no. important and super funny podcast on how Hollywood can change for the better with leading roles for black men, women, and all people of color. And how audience, how movie audiences can contribute by supporting the movies that get black fists. And a movie getting fists makes sense after listening to an episode. Um, wow, this is a speech. Hold on. I also <laughs> love how much time is dedicated to whether Hancock and After Earth are good movies. Yes, brother. Thank I can you. confirm that no, Horses, they aren't. Know. Oh, I can confirm that no, they aren't good. But I found so much joy in being reminded that Good Burger is definitely good. Yeah, baby. Much love to Bebe's kids, which I also grew up on and think it's great that they covered. Hoping Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse isn't the end of black-led animated movies. And looking forward to topping 2018, which had blind spotting and so many other great, great films, all reviewed on Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Much appreciated. That was, that was great. Yeah, I mean, I think there's probably actually just a lot of people that have listened to Blank Check first before coming Which is here, great. And then they comment on it. Shout, so out, then to, it feels shout like, out to Blank Check. Yeah, shout out to them. It's a great podcast. Um, and appreciate the, appreciate the crossover. Yeah, uh, f- uh, follow us uh, on Twitter. Oh, I said that. Oh, follow me at John Braylock. Uh, you can follow me at James Third Comedy. James Third Comedy. At dot com. Third is 3RD. And Jerome Milligan is uh, he at Jerome Milligan. He ain't on social media. Whatever he is. Jerome ain't on social media. media. He's on social media. I've never seen him on social media. Uh, and uh, we don't have a a film for next week, or we are we gonna do the time for? Well, I want to do it. You want to? Because do I just want to see it. I want an excuse to go see. All it. right, we might do a Medea's funeral. Can we do Happy Death Day to you? That has a white lead. Yeah, but it's a woman though. No, <laughs> we can put that on. Maybe. <laughs> no, absolutely not. All right. Uh, I'm gonna just I'm gonna talk about Happy Death Day to you. We're definitely gonna do do us in a couple weeks. Oh, I can't wait. Oh man! All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Peace forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook. What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today!